looking for the officials. Signal none yet, and there it is. Touchdown, Bulls. Two and a half to go before halftime. This has been a doozy of an opening half for Raymond James Stadium. Brian Batty has already taken one back for a touchdown tonight, and he does it again. Bulls back in front. All right, let's run it. Another edition of the Fletcher and Fowler podcast here on this Monday afternoon as we were kind of forced into recording a, a an episode of the podcast here with some major news across the, the USF sphere. Uh, for lack of a better term, crap hit the fan. Uh, in, in a lot of ways, USF announced uh, this morning that Gary Bohannon will be the, the quarterback that takes the Bulls to uh, BYU or, or, or against BYU at Raymond James Stadium. I'm your host, Will Turner, and if this is your first time listening to the Fletcher and Fowler podcast, we thank you for tuning in. We are on all four of the major podcast distributors, Apple, Google, Spotify, and iHeartRadio, so make sure to check us out there if you are listening via the megaphone.fm browser. Embed, make sure to check out all the coverage over at Bulls247.com. We've been breaking this down pretty much all day long um, between, obviously, the, the Bill Hannon as quarterback one and then the uh, news that uh, I have yet to dive into, but we'll definitely talk about that later on um, in this podcast um, as we go along. I've got, uh, I've got my boy J.J. Garrett with me today as we, uh, as we break down this news. I think this is the first time you've been on the pod, actually, come to think of it. Oh, uh, yeah, it is. Um, you know, you've been doing your thing with it, um, growing and everything like that. But I'm um, step for step with you listening and tuning in. So, uh, so, so yes, yeah, it's, it's good to finally be on. Yep. Yep. For sure. For those that don't know, JJ Garrett has been has been, uh, you know, one of my one of my main guys. He's over on Bulls 24-7 has helped a lot with recruiting over the last couple of years and has been in the box with me for uh, for last year. I think it was the first year this year will be year two. Yeah. um so excited to, to to have jay on for another year and excited to break this one down with you um here as we go through should be a shorter podcast today um as we go along and talk the news but obviously the the big thing and why we're here uh usf announces that gary bohannon the baylor transfer is the uh quarterback for the bulls heading into the 2022 season he'll start the season at quarterback um jay just your initial thoughts about kind of the competition and how it went down over the last two weeks. I know you've been following it loosely, but just kind of what were your impressions? Um, it's like you said, like crap hit the fan, but it depends how you look at it. Is it because Timmy's leaving or is this like the bright side, you know, like the, the future, you know, um, of USF? You, Jeff Scott knows this is a must-win season, so he knows he, he went with a better candidate, you know, so – um, I think I think this is a good move for USF. Uh, either you couldn't go wrong with either or, but the experience would definitely help out uh, this season. Um, but now it's it's now it's win now, and Jeff Scott knows that, so that's how I'm looking at it. Yeah, and you know, and and, and I didn't even mention Timmy leaving. I, I was going to hold on for just a minute, but but shortly after 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 Gary Bohannon uh, gets announced, I think that came out around eight thirty this morning. 
um, within, I think, three hours, definitely before noon, uh, I start hearing that, that Timmy McLean is in the portal. Obviously, uh, we were trying to figure out what was going to happen with, with McLean, who started nine games last year. Um, you know, and, 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 and it was just tough. I, I, I had kind of two schools of thought. The first one was, you know, USF classes don't start until Tuesday. You know, if there was going to be movement, it was going to be pretty quick. I wasn't sure, you know, just how quick it was going to be. I didn't think it'd be same day. Um, or was he going to do what everybody thought he might do, which was develop a year, take a red shirt, um, you know, but redshirting him was going to be tricky because of those four games that you get. You know, if Gary Bohannon goes down with an injury, you know, and and, and Timmy McLean's not suited up because you're trying to save his redshirt, you know, maybe you get yourself into an awkward situation because, you know, now you've got to go to a Travis Marsh. Now you've got to go to Byron Brown, you know, one of those guys to to, to back up when Timmy's kind of sitting there over in, in street clothes. So, little bit of a weird uh, weird scenario if you're trying to redshirt Timmy this year. Obviously, it doesn't happen. He hits the transfer portal within three hours. Um, you know, obviously, uh, you know, just what's your take on 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 Timmy? I mean, that's that that's a, that situation's just I, I don't even know really what to make of it it's still at this point. Yeah, I was trying to process it all day. Um... I go back and forth. It's uh, it's the new age of college football. So uh, when a kid is an announced starter, um, that's the instant reaction is, is he going to hit the portal? You know, and, and in this case it was. So it's more, it's like, it, I kind of feel bad for Timmy uh, just mm-hmm. because he started majority of uh, the year last year. Um, so he's probably felt like he was a guy. I'm sure he had the locker room under, under control and everything like that. The guys love Timmy. Um, but it, it this be, being this close to the start of the season, it's like, why don't you wait out, weigh out your options? See, wait the four games, see if you play or not the first four games, see if you play or not. And then, and then, um, then hit the portal, but everybody, uh, they call it a business decision. And, and I hope he's making the right decision for him for himself. His dad was very vocal on Twitter. I don't know if you saw the tweet this morning. Um, responded to a fan. Uh, his dad. His dad writes, "I would caution anyone about claiming there was a competition, which implies Timmy lost. There was never a competition. Such language is reckless and dangerous to Timmy's reputation as a quarterback. I have no problem setting the record straight further." And his dad, I mean, you've talked to him before, if I remember correctly, when he committed, yeah. he's been very outspoken. Yeah, he, uh, I, from what I remember, he was, I mean, he's pushing for his son to be the starter, you know, um, and he's a coach himself who coached him correctly at uh, Sanford, right? Or Seminole? Yep, Sanford Seminole, yep. Okay, yeah, so, um, so he's a coach. So, like, of course, you really can't, like, draw a line in between when when the quarterback position and your son is in uh is in jeopardy so he's very outspoken when from when i just reaching out to him to get to timmy back when uh his uh, recruitment was going on yeah so i would like to hear what he has to say you know um there's two sides to every story um but this isn't the first time i where i've heard uh quarterback competition wasn't fair you know with jeff scott and usf so I don't know. You know, there may be some truth yep. behind that. 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, golly, we got to go back to 2020 and and remember. I mean, and 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 you're close with uh, with with Noah Johnson and and kind of that whole situation and and, and Jesus, yeah. So you'd like to think that, you know, maybe after that, Jeff Scott kind of changed his tune. Um, you know, I, I don't know, man. It's tough. It's tough when you're not in that locker room. You just don't know. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I like you'd like to hear his side of the story, but uh, of course, it's going to be biased in, in some regards. So um, maybe I don't know, as maybe like we'll ask some questions to some players and just like uh see what the feeling and what the vibes are um and some and some pressers but that's as far as we can go I feel like so yeah it's gonna be interesting tomorrow um Tuesday uh Jeff Scott is gonna talk to the media which we kind of knew obviously um you know Tuesdays are his usual days that he has his press conferences um whether that's in season or preseason so we'll get a chance to talk to him um actually get a chance to talk to him two days in a row, possibly uh, with the kickoff luncheon over at Armature Works um, from 1130 to 1:30. There's a, a media availability as well. So we'll get a chance to talk to Jeff for two days in a row, which obviously the luncheon, you don't necessarily want to bring up, you know, team issues. You want to bring those up on, on, on Tuesday's press conference. But the other big, the other big one is going to be Gary Bohannon's supposed to talk to the media tomorrow as well. Um, you know, we got to talk to him at the start of fall camp, said the quarterback room was was extremely close, said it was one of the closest he's ever been around. Uh, so that was pretty intriguing um, when he when he said that, in, you know, in, in hindsight being 2020, um, you know, obviously, obviously, when 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 Gary Bohannon came in to USF and this was kind of my you know, thinking when he, when he transferred in in May, two things. First of all, Jeff Scott and staff were never looking for a quarterback in the portal to begin with. They never set out over the off season and said, Hey, we're going to go look for a quarterback. Hey, we're going to go look for a quarterback. Gary Bohannon's name popped up and boom, it was like, all right, well, he just won a big 12 championship, won a sugar bowl, led Baylor to this, to this, this, you know, turnaround one that Jeff Scott brings up has brought up more than once about their turnaround from two and seven to 11 and two. And that's a name that you just don't want to turn away. That's a name that's, if he's interested in your program, that's, that's one that you take 10 times out of 10. And, you know, we've talked about that for a while, especially on this podcast. And then, you know, obviously, obviously you go from there and, 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 and then Gary Bohannon's not the, the, the second point is Gary Bohannon's not going to transfer to, to, to USF. If he doesn't feel like he has a legitimate chance to win the job and run with it. Yeah. I mean, there's yeah. no way he transfers in thinking that he's going to ride the bench, especially when he just started 10 games at a, at a power five school. I agree. And winning a championship at that, you know, so. Um, right. And it, right. He, you know, he's not coming from a program that just won two games. He's coming from a program that won 11 and won a new year six bowl won a big 12 championship like he's yep. not coming in he's not coming in to to, to not play I feel like uh Baylor kind of gifted uh Jeff Scott a gift right here you know so um and Jeff Scott's gonna take it and run with it you know he's not gonna give Gary that 
that second option to hit the portal, you know? So mm-hmm. he is win now mentality. Um, and hopefully Gary can write the ship because he knows what it looks like, you know, right. um, two games winning or not winning at all to a winning program uh, in, in one season. So right. and that's what Jeff Scott's banking on. And, but, and he has a talent. I feel like this year he has a talent um, across the board, returning the old lineman and with some portal guys and having uh, Xavier, out on the outside, um, that receiver. Um, so it's there's a good chance, but whoever the quarterback was going to be named would would have had success in the in this offense. So um, yeah, I don't disagree with that slightest. So so I feel like it, it's a tough decision, and he's going with the vet, um, and he's wishing best of luck to to uh, Timmy. But who says we've seen it before where ten, where a quarterback entered the portal under under uh, Jeff Scott and came back? So yeah, who this looks like you know um, maybe it was initial reaction, um, you know. So and you know upset he's going to test the options. But man, it's three weeks away from kickoff. Are you just going to write this season off if you're Timmy and, and wait till next year or like what? You know, I that's hope a so. lot of people's questions right now is. That's a lot of people's questions right now is just that that the timing of it all, right? Obviously, knee-jerk reaction, you know, you're not happy about the about the decision, you know. But the question is, is is especially since, you know, really you're not even necessarily gonna be able to enroll at a different university until um you know, December, you know, the semester hasn't started yet, but enrollment's, you know, pretty much set in stone as far as I know, in terms of how college admissions work, which isn't mm-hmm. very much, but, you know, USF classes, like I said, started Tuesday. So maybe he goes back home and, and trains in, in the Orlando area and mm-hmm. continues to test it, test the waters and kind of see what goes on. Um, but uh you know, but but I I think that could have played a, played a role. Was like I said, classes hadn't started yet. He wasn't, you know, he, you know, he was kind of in this little two three week dead period between the summer summer program and in 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 fall classes. So I think that that was a piece. Um, you didn't really have any academic ties to 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 to, to, to sever. Um, ultimately, I'm I. It, the question is, is, is why wouldn't you want to develop? And somebody brought up, well, maybe, you know, once he gets into a program, he's going to learn that playbook and he's going to learn, you know, he's going to get practice reps. You're not going to be able to practice. He's not going to be able to enroll at a university if he's, you know, uh, uh, unless this is done pretty quickly, which I, I, I don't think it will be. I haven't really seen much transfer recruiting gone on over the last couple of months. Yeah. And as, as team camp, right. So yeah, yeah it's, it's camp season. Your rosters are figured out at this point. Obviously, you never stop recruiting, but yeah. you know, there's 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 not a whole lot of transfer recruiting going on right now. I'm seeing there's not, you know, a ton of names still in the portal. Yeah, I'm, but I'm seeing kids leave um, to hit the portal, but you don't hear much after the fact, right? Right. But, um, and one name that I do have to say that I was actually really surprised of that came out last night, um, and something that I had drawn a comparison to. Um, in an article that I since deleted because McLean hit the portal literally 10 minutes after I posted it. Um, let me find it here. Yeah. So Western Kentucky, right? Western Kentucky. So Conference USA. And I think you might know where I'm going with this. 
We, I can't remember if we talked about it last night. Um, but Western Kentucky quarterback Jarrett Doge, I'm assuming that's how you pronounce his last name, um, who had started the last two years at, 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 West, at West Virginia, transferred to Western Kentucky, and was in a quarterback battle with Austin Reed, who, if you don't know who Austin Reed is, he won, I believe he was the, the starting quarterback on the 2019 Division II National Championship team at West Florida. And if you're not familiar with Austin Reed, make sure like go go watch his film. He's one of the most underrated quarterbacks across college football of, of any level. A name that you never probably would have known until this podcast. Um, Austin Reed is a really, really good quarterback. Really, really good quarterback. And assumedly has won the job at Western Kentucky. I don't even think that got announced yet before Doge hit the portal. Right, which is like, and now you've got this whole thing at USF where Bohannon wins the, the, the job and McLean hits the portal within hours after. Now, now that begs the question is, is this going to be a trend that we start seeing in college football among quarterbacks? Or among, you know, once we get the depth chart among, you know, maybe guys that are listed as, at second and third team guys that just dip out in August or early September because they don't like where they are on the depth chart. Yeah, I, it's – I definitely seeing seeing trends like that and it's kind of frustrating uh just because i see it from the coach's perspective um and the fans perspective because if the, the fans are following recruiting and they want to make sure the depth are is there for their for their schools and whatnot um but definitely see a trend and i i'd hope they like the ncaa get a gets a grip on it because it's it's leaving these these players and teams in a bind you know it's not just about the schools it's the players as well, because they don't know what their next destination looks like. They know they can play this season. So you're going in a year older. Um, and so I guess you can, like for some, in Timmy's case, he can use this as a uh, red shirt year. But the backup quarterback, uh, Doge from Western Kentucky, he's going on his third school. Yeah, that's um, right, because he was at Bowling Green before that. Yeah, so it's like, man, what are you doing at this point? Um, right. So like, what are you looking for, like? You know, so you got to ask those questions. Um, it, it it puts both parties in a, in a bind, and you. I hope the NCAA gets it gets it under wraps because it's just not a good look at, at this. Well, and there's so many other layers to it. Obviously, NIL is a big factor. You know, you want to make sure you take advantage of your opportunities in this player empowerment era. I mean, that's that's big. Um, at the same time, you know, high school recruiting is being affected by this. You know, you and I talk with 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 our guy Hassani Harper about this all the time. Is is, you know, high school recruiting is is really really taking a turn for the worse because um, because you know these kids are now being compared against college transfers that have three four years of eligibility remaining. So you know we've talked to, at, at length about that. Um, so yeah, it, it, it's going to be interesting. You know, in terms of the, in terms of portal refinement, if there's a way to get a hold of it, because because in my mind, I, I think now that you've just kind of let it run wild for now, twelve to eighteen months. I, I don't yeah. know if you can or anything. I, you know, I don't know if it's possible. Right, right. I mean, I feel just going back to uh, like Gary's situation. He entered at the perfect time. You know, mm -hmm. right after. I feel like right after spring, you should have the opportunity. And then put a deadline on it. Enter, enter uh, right before fall camp, so you can have this competition, and then go into the season. And if you don't win your job, 
first four weeks, if you don't play, then boom, you know, I, that's what I'm looking, that's just like, just me thinking out loud. Um, yeah. Just, just cause now like for Timmy, like you just going back, he's entering uh, or he's not enrolled in, in school. And, you know, what are you going to do for the next couple months? You know? So um, it just sucks, you know, from, but like, like I said, the NCAA needs to do something about it. Um, yeah. Cause like I said, it ran, it's running wild. And in uh, in our Josh Pate, who who works uh, late kick uh, for twenty four seven Sports, uh, posted today, uh, just before twelve o'clock, uh, said Dave Aranda, who's the Baylor head coach. For those who aren't aware, Dave Aranda voluntarily announced Blake Shapin as QB one in spring at Baylor, giving Gary Bohannon a four month head start in transferring. Today, Bohannon was named QB1 at USF. So from the sounds of it, from what I'm seeing in the comments section from a lot of Baylor fans, is they they they, they say it was all classed by Dave Aranda to, to, to be transparent with them very early on in, 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 in Gary's case and say, hey, yeah, you're probably not going to be QB1. You might want to find other options. And that's exactly what, what, it, what he did. So yeah. um, that's what it's looking like at, from the Baylor side. So that's good to, that's good to see, at least from that side. Um, obviously USF's in a very, very, very different situation, but, um, as we get close to wrapping this up, cause like I said, I wanted to keep this, uh, fairly short. Um, obviously, uh, with, with, with Timmy McLean's departure means there's going to be a number two backup spot opening, um, for USF, uh, in the, in the coming days. And I think that's, that's probably Travis Marsh's job to lose, at this point, um, obviously, the other quarterbacks on the roster, Byron Brown, uh, true freshman from Rollsville, North Carolina, Gunnar Smith, true freshman from Lake Mary, Florida. And then you've got Gunnar Smith, who is, or, or excuse me, I just said Gunnar Smith, um, Jordan Smith, the God, I can't remember what grade he is, but he's been around for three, four years, probably three years now um, out of Lake City, Columbia High School. Um, he, he came in as a quarterback. I believe that was the last Charlie strong. That might've been the transitional class from 19 to 20 from strong to Scott, um, started as a quarterback, went to safety now is practicing back at quarterback from what I understand. So he's also in that room. Um, obviously I think it's Marsh's job to lose at this point. I think Byron Brown has made some really good strides from everything I've heard. There's a lot of folks in the organization that are really high on him. Um, I got a chance to see him twice uh, at, at Rollsville High. You know, looks the part, is a true 6'4 quarterback, strong arm, great improbability, um, can get the ball out at, at a variety of different angles and, 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 and takes what the defense gives. Um, you and I both saw Gunnar Smith um, early in the year. Um, that's going to be, I, I, I think that's more of a development project. Um, you know, just got to probably put some more weight on, um, mm. obviously Byram got the, the, the spring head start. Um, yeah. but are you with me in, in saying that it's pretty much Travis's job to lose? I'm assuming. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah. I, I think so. Um, and from what I remember, uh, Marsh played, played, played pretty well in the spring game. Um, had pretty good control of the offense. Um, Dare I say that he played better than Timmy in that game? Uh, yeah, you, you won't be far off um saying it so um so yeah it will be marsh's job to lose for that second um for that backup role but 
but and yeah, you want to develop Byram, and Byram played pretty well as a as a considered a, a senior in high school, uh, playing you know playing college ball in the spring. So, um, you know, and the the room was pretty crowded, uh, but you know, I, I like the vision and of what and the direction uh, Jeff Scott has has in that quarterback room. Do you think it's more stable than it was three years ago? amid everything that's gone on today yes it looks it looks like it um but like then fans would be, come out and say stable how could you say stable in March? i wouldn't say it's stable but i'm asking if like relatively is it more stable than it was in 2020 um, yeah it's definitely more calm uh going into this season um than last year because i mean that it was a three-headed competition again last year you know right so and yeah. scott Look, wanted to look at all his options and now Dude, it, was, it was four and 20 it was four yeah. and 20 and then three and 21 or two and 21 and yeah and then uh this no year. it was three because it was mclean marsh and fortin in 21 yeah. 20 was johnson fortin mcleod and then eventually marsh yeah and then 22 it was it it, it was it was mclean and 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 Bohannon yeah. and yeah. probably would have been Marsh too. Cause y'all don't want to admit. And I've said this on the podcast before, if Bohannon doesn't transfer in, there's still at least some sort of competition between Timmy McLean and Travis Marsh. You cannot I, tell me otherwise, especially I, after the spring Cannot tell me otherwise. I agree. Um, and we watched it together and, and, and talked about almost every pass and every pass uh, they threw. And so, yeah, you're not, you're not far off on that. Um, but, it it's Gary's job and I don't think he's looking over his shoulder. He can play confidently and has all the trust in coach, coach Scott and running the offense. But if he happens to go down for whatever reason, uh, he trusts Marsh to, to run that offense. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, I still want to see, like, obviously BYU is going to be a, a, a pretty, you know, we still got three weeks to get there. I, I really want to see a full game of this offense before I could kind of pass judgment, especially on some of the younger guys to see how it fits um, mm -hmm. for a guy like Byron Brown, for a guy like Gunnar Smith. Um, you know, like I said, obviously we saw what those offenses looked like when they were in high school. Um, we saw, you know, a lot of the quick screen game with, with Gunnar Smith. Obviously they played, you know, two All-America corners and Cormani McLean and Sam McCall when they played like Gibson that night. So you mm -hmm. wanted to do a little bit more of the screen game, but, um, you know, I, 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 I want to see a full game of this offense. We're getting closer, obviously. Um, but yeah, Gary Bohannon's the guy. So yeah, go from and there. I, um, I'm pretty, I'm pretty excited about this season, honestly, uh, when it comes to uh, the offense, just because we've seen what Weaver and, and Mangum, and, and all the backs, the stable of backs did last year. It wasn't, it wasn't pretty, but it wasn't ugly. Like, you know, you, you could watch it consistently, you know, you know what you were getting, but another year with X out there and then returning the O-line and a veteran like uh, Gary coming in, I, I, on this off, off the record, people have been asking me how many wins and I would say like four to six, but as we're getting closer to the season, I'm saying seven. So Wow. So you're okay. Okay. Fair enough. Well, you're giving a win predictions. I'm not there just yet because a little, little, little plug for, for down the line, as we wrap this up here on the Fletcher and Fowler podcast, little plug. Um, 
this pod, the podcast before this, that was supposed to be before this one, uh, was actually talking about the American Athletic Conference. I got a media ballot for the first time um, that the that the conference provided uh, to, for me, so I got to participate in the whole fan, in the media vote. So that was pretty cool. Um, I'm going to give that vote, uh, that ballot, um, as well as where I think USF stands in terms of their win total on the next podcast of the Fletcher and Fowler podcast, which I'm hoping should be out by the end of the week. Um, I got a special guest, a special partnership that is getting ready to, to, to go. Got a lot of cool things in store um, for this fall, hoping that we can kind of kick off um, with, uh, with a special guest. He and I went and, and, and talked uh, about two weeks ago about everything. So we're excited for everything that's going to happen there, but um, hopefully have that out by the end of the week. Uh, no promises, if not the end of the, if not the end of the week, beginning of next week, just kind of depends on their, um, just kind of depends on their, uh, availability, but that has been the Fletcher and Fowler podcast. JJ, any, uh, any final thoughts on the quarterback situation is, uh, as, as we're literally less than three weeks away from BYU. Uh, Bulls fans should be Chan and Gary. We trust week one. I like it. I like it. So for JJ Garrett, I'm Will Turner. I've been your host. We've been your host rather here on this edition of the Fletcher and Fowler podcast. Uh, make sure to check us out on all four of the major podcast distributors between Apple, Google, iHeartRadio, and Spotify. Uh, if you're on Apple and you like the content that you heard today, please consider giving us a five-star rating and maybe some positive feedback that always helps the podcast grow throughout the USF space. We're excited for the 2022 season and to see what USF can accomplish in the season in Jeff Scott's third year, easily his most important season uh, to date. So again, thank you so much for joining us and we'll be back very, very soon with another edition of the podcast. Thanks for listening.